Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome, Lori and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Listen up, people. It's a Tuesday, and we are going to be very productive today. Understood? Can I get a yes, sir? Yes, sir. Thank you. It already feels productive. Just having sun two, uh, sun two days in a row, and we got our flu shots. Mm-hmm. All three of us. All three of us. That's okay. right. I had a little spalon montage hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where your hair is looking so clean yes, and fresh. Yes, and fresh, and you know, mine's looking clean and fresh because I had a blowout and it was like sticking out in seventeen directions yesterday. You got some sleep. I did, but Julia, apparently, I didn't move all night, and I woke <laughs> up with a crooked neck. I'm falling apart. You are. <laughs> I'm Sorry. falling apart. I have crooked and, fingers. You have a crooked neck. <laughs> I don't know what mm-hmm. in the hell is going on. No, it's really, called age. I got up and my neck was stuck in the one position, and I was like, "This really hurts." I did not. I didn't move in the middle of the night. You know, you're supposed to be moving. I do move. Yeah, I move. I get up. How do you I know you didn't around. move? Because Check why else would you be so? Um, uh, okay. You know, like sore. Yeah. Or you like never you, move when you sleep. You sleep like a vampire, and you never move. Why is yeah. what's going on with this? You must have slept on your shoulder. I slept funny, Jules. That's all, right, all I then. can say. All right, so um, I have a notable obituary to share with you people, mm-hmm. and it really jumped out at me. <laughs> I sent it to all my family that I went and saw First Man with the yes. Neil Armstrong movie. Um, um, it just like so. Apparently, Betty Grissom, ninety one, she she passed away. She died while sorting the laundry. Her son Mark said, which I just you know that's such I an love image. that detail. Yep. She was yep. at home, ninety one. She was the widow of the astronaut Virgil Grissom, who um, he died in the Launchpad fire in nineteen sixty seven. It was immortalized by Tom Wolfe and all um, the right stuff, and then made into a movie. That just was so long ago, and you right. see that this um, the Mercury astronauts. You, that is one of the most, um, you know, kind of really scary. It really reinforced in First Man, you know, just like how dangerous it was to be an astronaut. They very much showed from the point of view of the wives with Neil Armstrong's wife. Mm-hmm. And then they, you, you see the Mercury, you see this capsule, because that was going. That crew was going to be the crew that landed on the moon. Okay. They were going to get... The first crew. Before, yes, that died in this and Mercury test. And there were eight test. of them. 
Well, no, no a three. total astronauts died, died but before. Eight, three died in the 67 okay. Mercury thing, which was people saw in the movie All the Right Stuff, which yeah. most guys I know, it's like one of their favorite movies. Absolutely. Of all time. You know, Tom Hanks yeah, and I saw, so many I people were in it. it. And um, so he was going to take the capsule, the Apollo capsule that was going to land on the moon, but instead he dies in this horrific flash fire, just as it's just... It's not even going anywhere. It's just right there at, uh, you know, NASA it's a at, testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Satellite Houston. Yeah. In Houston or wherever they were yeah. doing it. Yeah. So it was a routine test and an electrical fire swept through and it was so fast that the three astronauts, Gus Grissom, Edward H. White II, and Robert B. Chaffee, um, and it was the first, you know, uh, fatal accident in the history of the U.S. space program. All the guys were like 40. Mm. And multiple investigations followed, but basically design flaws, including a pure oxygen atmosphere, and you see it in this movie, the hatch door, you're like screwed in from right. the outside, bolted in. Sure, right. So, And then the communications wasn't working, so as this fire is rapidly moving through, so you see the effect this has, because now Neil Armstrong is getting this... He's going to be the lead commander because his friend died. Right. These guys were all friends. Sure, They're all tight. Okay. They're all astronauts that were hand selected. Yes. Uh huh. You know, and so, so he was on the B squad, really. Yes, and then mm-hmm. he got moved up because of the deaths. And four years after the fire, mm-hmm. um, and we see one little scene uh, that's Betty Grissom where she's just looking in the trunk of her car. She's got two boys. Her husband has died. Um, but you, we don't see this in, in the movie, of course, because four years after that accident, so after the moon landing, right. she files a multi-million dollar wrongful death suit against the contractor who built this capsule called North American Rockwell. And um, she sued for pain and suffering. She collected $350,000, which would be like $2.2 million in today's terms. Mm-hmm. But her, it brought her so much grief. Her strangers accused her of being unpatriotic. Oh, right. Um, she, the close knit space community, they all lived like in, you know, base Cocoa housing. <laughs> yeah, basically, mm-hmm. uh, they all shunned her. Um, and the experience made the whole family bitter. And her boys were like 13 and 11. Mm. But, you know, she was a stay at home mom. Right. Like, all, what is she going to do? Yeah. And so he said, We got the dark side of NASA. People who were my friends were no longer my friends. My mom got a lot of hate mail. How dare you sue NASA? You're no longer part of the NASA family. Um, NASA forwarded her, her a note from a critic who said she had no business filing a suit because her husband knew the risks of being an astronaut. Wow. And But um, the product liability lawyer that Betty Grissom hired, right. even though she's getting all this crap, said, listen, the astronauts had a right to expect that all prudent precautions would be taken. Right. And they're scientists and they know pure oxygen containers and elect. I mean, it, this seems like a yeah, no brainer. Right. Right. And uh, so, anyway, she, her suit made it easier for the other two families. Um, so they to sued. get compensation without having to go mm-hmm. to court. She never flinched, her son said. She never regretted it. She never um, hesitated to see it through. She felt it was right. And uh, she's the daughter of a 
um, her dad worked at a cement plant. She met Gus Grissom in high school, and oh. then they got married after high school. And then she was a late night telephone operator <laughs> for Indiana Bell, while her husband went to uh, to get mechanical engineering on the GI Bill. Yeah, he went to Purdue. Yeah, classic, right? Right, story. right, and, right. But when she received the news of her husband's death in 1967. She was at a fellow astronaut wife's house for their weekly poker game, and she said at the time that she'd already died a hundred thousand deaths being married to an astronaut. Oh, wow. And that's kind of what you do see in this movie, first well, right, man, because you risk, don't know if the they're risk, ever going to the come back, right? Right. And doing these landings, right? And these rocketing and the things. I you mean, know, he had actually cheated death earlier. He was our second astronaut. That's not the. Not oh yeah, the, he went into orbit. He did the suborbital after yes. Alan Shepard, and when his capsule landed in the Atlantic Ocean, the hatch blew off, and the craft started to fill with water, water and started yeah. sinking. But the helicopter got him out. And every time wow. these astronauts would even do something for preparation before, you know. So anyway, I just thought Betty Grissom. Um, you know, I just, I, I was just taken with her story and, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that having just, well, seen you just the movie, saw the movie, yeah. right? So you knew who her husband was and everything. Yeah. But and can it, you imagine the flack you would get? How unpatriotic are you? But you're just like, I don't have a pension. I don't have, have money. money. I have two young children and I haven't worked. I mean, it was so different for women back then. Yeah. She worked yeah. until her husband graduated with his mechanical engineering degree. And then they started the family. And, you know, then she wasn't the late night operator at, at Indiana Bell. I know so many p- people who worked for Bell. Bell. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, so anyway, and I, I did just love that her son, when he was contacted by the New York Times, and they asked, you know, where was she when she died? She was sorting laundry. Ed, that's just a home. great image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. We're all, we are all we're the same. All, we all do that. Yeah, we're all laundry sorters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to My Talk 107.1. Don't forget to download the app so you can just listen to us whenever you want. My mom loves our app. It's so easy. Yeah, she likes it. It's so so much better than the old way I used to do it. Oh, my gosh. And we have a book club section. It's going to be its own section on our app soon. But right now, you can, um, if you just go to the Lori and Julia show page over on the far um, right-hand side is our book club. And it has books back like to 2015. Nice. So you can see all of our books. They're separated by year. You can get the author interviews, the pictures of the books. We're giving you our honest thoughts on them. Yeah. Um, the uh, book club is, uh, and has been for two or three weeks, a separate podcast now. Oh, it has. Okay, yep. that's yep. good. Yep. So but but today, is it on our app? It's not on our app I yet. don't know about that, but it's it is not. a separate podcast. You can go okay. to iTunes or Podcast One if you want to get the book re- books. Look at us being all productive and I giving know. out exciting information. Well, it is because so many people. I mean, I was talking to this gal who was doing my hair today. And she says she loves to read. I said, oh, you do? Have you read blah, 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 blah? And she's like, well, she's reading the Outlander series right now yeah. before she watches the TV show. And I said, oh, my gosh, I read that one, you know. Yeah. Oh, but whatever. And we're just talking about books. She goes, how do you know about books? And I said, I have it's a show. It's been our one consistent she had thing no we've idea. ever done. 
that we had a, you know, so many people don't know about our show. Yeah. And then I said, we've got it all right there for you. Um, and we're pretty honest about our reviews. Yeah. Um, because it's not anything off our back, to well, be honest. Well, we have an amazing author coming on. Um, people from the Twin Cities uh, and other places listening what might know Dessa, mm-hmm. who's uh, MC hip hop. Um, like she's the MC for Doom Tree, the collective. She's a singer. She's a publisher. I mean, she's written she's articles. She's a writer, short stories. From- yeah, so she has her a memoir called My Own Devices, True Stories from the Road of Music, Science, and Senseless Love. And it is... It's a page turner. It is, it is really good. Mm-hmm. I tweeted her that in my head, we're friends with her. And she was very inspiring how uh, honest she is about everything that she's writing about. Right. So anyway, Dessa Darling, and mm-hmm. we've been following her since like 2010. So we're not fly by nights. Look out with her. Look at that, Lauren. Okay. Look at so that. in over in Hollywood, they mm-hmm. had a very exciting event. Donnie has posted the red carpet and it was the women in Hollywood awards hosted by L magazine and Beverly Hills. And it was last night and we've posted all, all of the, the red carpet, yeah. Sandra Bullock, Charlize Theron, all kinds of people were there. Uh, Anita Hill was there. Yes. It's different walks of life. And Lady Gaga uh, was being honored. And that she confirmed last night, dropped it in with the talk to Access Hollywood's Natalie Morales. She introduced her guys, her fiance, and people realize that's the first time that she's referred to him that way. But she's had this huge pink diamond, diamond ring. ring but it, I guess I guess it just shows you, Julie, you can just a girl can just get you know, someone can give her a pretty ring. And you don't and have let's to say, encourage it. Well, right. <laughs> right. Like, absolutely. And so Lady Gaga, she was also styled like a Kardashian. Her, her, you guys got to go look at it on the Lori and Julia show page. Her um, coloring. I thought it was Lady Gaga. It, but Lady it looks Ga- like Lady Gaga, but it looks like a the Kardashian. Mis- yeah, the missing Kardashian because mm-hmm. she's got blonde, the hair makeup, the just everything. I mean, it really, it was like just kind of wow. But then um, she, in her, she got up and just like... She was introduced by Jennifer Lopez. Yes, and um, she got up without even a note card and spoke for like seven minutes about, you know, she talked about J-Lo and how much, you know, uh, she and her friends uh, loved her music and styled themselves after her. And it was just a really... And thanking the other women that were in the crowd. You've inspired so many of us. And it was a very, very heartfelt a speech, and I now can see Lady Gaga winning the Oscar. Oh, yeah. I can just see it. But um, uh, here, it was a difficult, she got very emotional towards the end of um, the speech. And J-Lo, when she introduced Lady Gaga, said, as a reminder to everybody, when they tell us to stay in our lane, we make a new one. And then she was like, here's an example in Lady Gaga. So Lady Gaga is talking about what it means, this honor and everything. And then she talks about, well, then, of course, oh, well, what am I going to wear? Because, you know, it's this big event. She's being honored. And that's where we'll pick it up. After trying on 10 or so dresses, 
With a sad feeling in my heart. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. That all that would matter was what I wore to this red carpet. I saw an oversized Nork Jacobs suit buried quietly in the corner. <laughs> I put it on to a resounding view of eyes glaring at me in confusion. <laughs> but the Redarte was so beautiful, one said. But the Raph Simmons for Calvin Klein was so stunning on you, said another. But what about the Brandon Maxwell? What about the Dior? Lots of questions. They were all dresses. This was an oversized men's suit made for a woman, not a gown. And it's just, it's, you got to see it. I, I love it. Yeah. And, and she did go on to say, um, she's, and this is where she started kind of choking up. She said, as a sexual assault survivor by someone in the entertainment industry, as a woman who's still not brave enough to say his name, as a woman who lives with chronic pain, as a woman who was conditioned at a very young age to listen to what men told me to do, I decided today I wanted to take the power back, and today I wear the pants. So that was the symbolism mm-hmm. as part of the rest of the story. And I loved how she was saying the dresses were talking to her, because of course I love that. you and I oh, have yeah. always said that, you know, about things. and And then, you know... So she just said, who's got audio on? It's the silly machine. Yeah, okay. So, um, and she said, after I was assaulted when I was 19, I changed forever. I shut down. I didn't tell anyone. I felt shame even still today standing in front of you. Um, And she said, after I shared what happened to me with very powerful men in this industry, nobody helped me. I feel like that's why Kesha connected with her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, so it was really, really powerful. They didn't allow any cameras in there because Sandra Bullock got up and talked about what a crappy few weeks she's had. Her dad died, her dogs died, but she made people laugh. She always does stuff like that. But they just even that little bit of audio that Donnie had was somebody in the at the hotel, the Beverly right. Hills Hotel, just surreptitiously for video recording it. But um, and when you and when you think about. She really has. She's just remarkable. She I, is. I'm so impressed with her. Um, you know, a little bit about. Well, we'll have to come back to it. We'll get to it later about the guy. He's a big deal. We'll talk about him later, though. Kristen, yeah. 
I don't really care to talk about him even later, Julia. Oh, I'm going to tell you stuff, though, you might want to know. All you right, never know. Fine. Never Listen, say no. When we come back, we're, we are speaking with uh, Dessa about her memoir, My Own Devices, True Stories from the Road on Music, Science, and Senseless Love. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? Trending online this afternoon, Ariana Grande, she reportedly gave back her engagement ring. However, she will be keeping the pet pig that she got with Pete Davidson named Piggy Smalls. Also trending online, Royal Baby News, well, kind of royal adjacent. She wishes she was Royal Baby News. Pippa Middleton gave birth to a baby boy, her first with husband James Matthew. They welcomed their first child together in London Don't yesterday. Don't forget about me! Uh, yes. Yeah, we're going to pick up that cookbook and party planning book of yours and read it front to back. No, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, also turning online this afternoon uh, would be World Food Day. Also, today is National Boss Day. That's what's turning here at my talk. Oh, your forecast is calling for a partly cloudy tonight. 32 for the low, but more sun tomorrow. We'll take it with a high of 47 right now. 56 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. I languished in a loveless marriage in London. I lived only to read your letters. I look at you and I'm with Hi, us Dessa. today. Hello, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thank Absolutely. you. So, um, Dessa, your book is really amazing. My own devices, true stories from the road on music, science, and senseless love. And we've read like stories that you've written. You know, we've read and we've if we've listened to your music, mm-hmm. you know, rapping. So you are you have a way with words, uh, lady. Thanks. You, Thank you very much. You really yeah. do. So, um, your uh, my own devices. How? Like, okay. So this book, you're very honest. I guess one of the things that I, I really was taken with is writing about this man. Oh who yeah. You call X in your book. You know, who's part of Doom Tree, and just like how much you guys have loved each other, um, and your stories. I mean, they made me laugh. I too have tingers. Just FYI, Dustin oh. and I have long finger mm-hmm. toes. Yes, <laughs> we call them the fingers. <laughs> but um, did you ask him? I mean, was he okay with that? I think you do reference right. that towards the end of the book. But yeah, you know, I did. I did end up asking almost everybody who played like a major role in the book if if they had any objection to me like sharing my side of the stories that we've lived together. You know, the book is is all true stories, so you can't really tell. There's no way to tell the true story of, like, one life right. without overlapping with the other people that you've loved, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to tell the truth. I wanted to write a candid account because I'll sort of, why bother? But right. I didn't want to throw anybody under the bus, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, so I, sent, I sent a lot of the essays to the other members of Doomtree, which is the name of my, um, my rap crew that I've mm-hmm. toured with for a long time. And also to, like, my mom and my dad and my mm-hmm. little brother just to say, hey, um... You are, I hope, presented accurately and with a lot of love. But like anybody, you know, there there are flaws and foibles that are also like presented here. Right. And I, I just, hope I presented mine honestly too. You know. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I, I did ask permission, and and I was really lucky, and that I think most of the people in my life, not just the professional artists, but like even in my family, are are art fans. So yeah. they they yeah. So in the interest of trying to make something good, I was given 
their blessings yeah, to include even embarrassing stories. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you feel it, you know, you are a fear, fearless young woman. And I'm, I know you're in your 30s, but, you know, to me, that's still young. Yeah. Um, and I just <laughs> can really... I, I mean, you really went for it, and there was one line in there, and it's at the beginning, you talk about if I'm going to go all in, people are going to get tattoos, which means they're going to go all in, mm-hmm. and I thought of Post Malone, <laughs> you know, you oh. get because you talked mm. about getting tattoos on your face or other places, which means you're going all in. Yeah, that like, uh, yeah, I know what you mean, so I, I mentioned the fact that although I, I don't have tattoos, but I know a lot of the guys um, in... Who, who I'm close enough to be yeah, right. have frank conversations with have mentioned that, like, when you cross that line, right, that tattoo line right. that goes above a collar or past a cuff, mm-hmm. you realize that that may have consequences for your work life if this art thing doesn't work out. And so some people I know have mentioned that part of their rationale for getting a tattoo on their hand or on their face was to make sure that there is no plan B, like, Right. They are committing themselves a hundred percent to this art life, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Desse, I really also became quite fond of your mom and dad <laughs> reading your book. <laughs> well, thanks. I am too. <laughs> I mean, they really were, and I saw something because I know you performed at Orchestra Hall. Um, you did last spring, and then again a couple of weeks ago, and um, yeah. somebody tweeted something about your mom yelling something across the hall to your dad but i was also taken julia and i have been um fans of joy noel and we saw oh, that you're wearing yeah. a joy noel cape isn't she cool oh, yeah you know i was oh, she's man, amazing she's so cool i was getting ready for this really big show with the minnesota orchestra so for me that's like the largest gig of oh, yeah. any calendar year you know i mean it's just a huge production really different than you know rocking a set with a DJ 10 right. years ago. Yeah, just a lot of moving parts, and you've got a beautiful room and a really big space, and you've got to make sure that your show is equal to that opportunity. And so I really like the work of Joy Noel, the oh, designer. Yeah, and she's, she's amazing. Too. Isn't she rad? So yeah, she's, I asked if she'd be willing to make like a superhero kind of cape. And yeah, she she's wonderful. It it's, it's so good. I mean, I love giving her props because she just really, she has great. Okay, so um, what has designs. been the most interesting thing that you think that's happened to you with, I mean, you really are getting rave reviews from all kinds of places about your book, My Own Devices, your memoir. Um, has there been anything where you had to like pick your jaw up off the floor kind of a moment oh. or... I mean, part of it, you know, in in releasing something that you've worked on for a really long time, you know, so I've been kind of privately writing and editing and re-editing this manuscript for a couple years, like mm-hmm. holed up in an apartment, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, so you have this big, like, pool of hope that you've amassed, you know, and you know, and I know that I'm sensitive. <laughs> to yeah. It. So, yeah, I mean, I try to, I try to roll with the, with the kind responses. Yeah, and you you try to do your best just to shrug off those that are unkind. But I will say that one thing that has surprised me um, is that, as you mentioned in the book, I recall this really protracted love story that doesn't end particularly well. Right. It ends with it ends with peace, but it doesn't end with like a picket fence. Right. And um, and I've been surprised at how many people and how many even like men of a generation older than me mm-hmm. have have come out to privately take me aside and say, you know, I've loved her for 26 years. Like these grizzled old dudes. Yeah. have had these long, private, burning romances. And I, I guess I had, 
I had selfishly, or I'd flattered myself maybe in thinking that I was unique, that I'd been like privately struggling with a volatile romance for a long time. And I think a lot of, not everybody, but I think a lot of people do. And there's no reason for us to talk about it because that's a serious downer at a dinner party. And because we're trying to lead our normal lives. Right, that's true. And in, in in your book, My Own Devices, you talk about you know, going to science to try oh, and like you know, chemically altering your brain things so you will stop love, loving him. And of course, and you do make the caveat, yes, you've seen The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or whatever that movie's called. But yeah, uh, that rang a chord with me because mm. it took, I remember, oh, it just took so long one time to get over somebody and I just made so many disastrous uh, choices in an effort to get over him. And I remember thinking, I wish I could just wake up and never remember not knowing him. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's like, it's one thing to not want to love someone. Right. Yes. It's another thing (laughs) to find a way to somehow stop evict that feeling yeah mm-hmm. yeah from your heart uh it, it's tricky you know so, so i got quite a kick out of your describing and get doing the biofeedback and you know trying all of that I, but that's you know. just can you explain a little bit of that for us <laughs> yeah okay so in brief you know if we're talking to that. dessa her memoir is just breaking records. Everyone who's never read a memoir says this is the best thing ever my own devices <laughs> by dessa so I'd been really hung up on this guy and X. exactly mm-hmm. on X and tried for years to get over it. And then like more years and then more years. So it was feeling like this is not a normal trajectory for okay. a breakup. I'm really stuck on this. So I saw this Ted talk by a researcher named Dr. Helen Fisher, who, and she had put people in fMRI machines to like figure out where love seems to be active in the brain and that had never occurred to me that love would have a place in the brain really Mm -hmm. so i thought okay if i could find my love in my brain maybe i could get it out so i put out a tweet actually and just said hey is there anybody who's got access to an fmri lab would let me in it you know and i ended up working here in minnesota with um the center for magnetic resonance research at the u of m Mm -hmm. got the machine looked at pictures of my ex looked at pictures of a dude who just sort of looks like my ex (laughs) And we found the love in my brain, and then I, we tried to develop a protocol to see if we could change it by measuring my brain waves and providing me signals to try to change the way that it was behaving. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have to read the book to yeah, get the rest you, of the yeah, story. Yeah, you can read the book to get uh-huh. the rest of the but, story, oh, but I, I wow. just, yeah. That and your, your scientific part of your brain, I mean, I, it just kind of blew me away when you were trying to figure out how many cashews you could eat for this <laughs> amount of time if on the train. And that's, I mean, you really, your physics, I mean, really, you are so bright and smart. Uh, thanks, thanks. I mean, also, there's also... Whereas you guys are constantly on, right, on air. I mean, yeah. there's just no, there's no time that you mm-hmm. have to chat except maybe during a commercial break. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're, when you're a performer, you have all of this downtime in transit between shows. You know, it's like you play for an hour and a half a night, but you're driving for nine or ten sometimes. Yeah. So, you, yeah, so you have this opportunity to daydream. Or, it, you, or you have, if you're me, that's kind of like, I don't know, this buzz of anxiety that you don't want to, you don't want the time to be wasted right right yeah. so you've got more projects on the way i do actually yeah um i'll be in the middle of november uh november 16th i'll be delivering a speech at the northrop auditorium oh yeah and i'll be doing a couple songs there okay. songs awesome. with, um, with matthew and abby as well um, oh, dessa how did the hamilton mixtape come about how'd that whole project happen yeah um 
So, you know, I had a chance to connect with um, Lin-Manuel, who wrote Hamilton, mm-hmm. online first. Uh, a few years ago now and he and I had a chance to then meet in person um, and I was of course you know surprised and delighted to receive the invitation mm-hmm. to contribute to the Hamilton mixtape so I got the call yeah you know can't try to keep my voice professional on the right, phone right like no Hung big up, deal did a crazy dance and screeched you know I'm <laughs> sure like every neighbor within you know two units of my yeah. could hear that yeah exactly that's so cool it's a beautiful oh. song yeah thanks yeah thanks. yeah we, we actually recorded it in the in like a suburban basement in Minneapolis working with Laserbeak and Andy Thompson two other Minneapolis musicians so. yeah that's really cool and then you have a new album out Chime I do yeah and I'm doing um I've been touring that one for for a few months now and I'm heading off on a European tour doing the UK in November but we'll be back um, for some for some Minneapolis shows, shows in the not too distant future yeah yeah well I love yeah. I love I guess someone else had Dessa when you signed up to Twitter because I love that your Twitter handle is Dessa Darling because now I'm like uh, I just refer to you as Dessa Darling in my mind because we're friends <laughs> since I read your book I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McClain we have a podcast called Blinded by the Item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel (laughs) and i think that's i feel like doom tree and our radio show started Around the same time, we're a couple we were, years. We're, we're two thousand and two, and they were all one, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, and you're right. We're the same age, about mm-hmm. uh-huh. just about doing the like for that long of a time. And Julia and I never like we didn't plan mm-hmm. on falling into radio. And yeah, right. It's weird what your journey of your passion where might end up taking you. I agree. I think particularly in the arts, it's a lot more like. You know, I mentioned in the book, but I do think it's a lot more like trapping than hunting. It's not like you chart a course yeah. and you follow it for 12 or 15 years. It's like you're a bloodhound. Mm-hmm. You're kind of following the trail of interest and passion and, and opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, well, we'd Dessa. love to meet you. If you're in town, come in and sit in studio with us. We just, hey, thanks, guys. We, yeah. we love it. Congrats we, to you. Yeah, and um, yeah, we just appreciate uh, your talent very much, and we really enjoyed your book, My Own Devices, True Stories from the Road on Music, Science, and Senseless Love. Dessa, thanks for your time today. Thank you, guys, and thanks for having me. Okay, yeah, thanks. thanks. All right, listen. We have three copies oh, of the yes, book to do. give away, 651-641-1071, and we're going to come back. And Julia. oh, okay, yeah, I was right, right what? about this. I don't know if you're right about. Well, this. we'll find out when okay. we come back. Now you're asking, can't we just be friends? Blood is in my chest and rings, and it's better to just. Listen, I've seen. We kind of feel like we know her. Yeah, I feel like in my mm-hmm. head we know her. All right. Yeah, but all right. It, so you got home and you watched the show. I watched All American. Casey was like, "Hey, On the CW." Yeah, he goes, "Hey, I heard about a show that you probably like," and I go, "He did not." Yeah, he did. You know, and I said, are you talking about my beloved CW? He goes, well, it's a football show. I said, I already know about it. I've been talking about it. I gave the wrong date last week. And yeah, you did. Anyway, it was so good. I loved it. It's good. I loved it. And you know what it has in common? Of course, the woman who created it and is writing it 
uh, April something, she created Rain on the CW, which was about the young Mary Queen of Scots. But the music, how they're using the music. It's wonderful. And anyway, yeah, it was really a good show. And even Casey was like, even though, uh, why are people, why are guys loath to not like the CW? It's just it, I, this. It's the image that yeah. it has. But Riverdale's on that, I know. and the guy it's, Greg yeah. Berlanti, who created Riverdale, is a producer on All oh, American. Oh, it's so good! It's just a really good. It's a. It's on. Is it on tonight or tomorrow night? It's on Wednesday night. What day is it? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, so it's on tomorrow night. And the CW also had a nice story. Like Forbes magazine said, the you know the superhero TV show that you need to be watching, Black Lightning. Oh, is on there, and they have on the CW. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So um, it was. It was. It's a good show. I'm excited. It's about a it. good show. And the other, the other show that we just watched one episode of, and then I just thought I'd look and see what the internet was saying about it. Okay. It was a Netflix show. The Which Haunting one? of Hill House oh. is a horror home mm-hmm. run. Yeah, it's a, Everyone well, said it's, a movie. It's, it's too scary for people. It's a 10-episode. Oh, was it 10? I yeah, thought it was a standalone. No, no, it's a 10-episode oh, okay. series. It's an adaptation of a Shirley Jackson story that is, without question, according to this guy from Forbes, who said it's worth all 10 hours of your time, it... I tell me how scary though. How scary is it? Well, I screamed out loud three times. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, it's a haunted house, and okay. everyone has spooky experiences. It's it's probably what Ryan Murphy was in, intentionally trying to set out with when he started American Horror Story. Right. But this is just hands down so great. Okay, it is are psychological all ten episodes there? all related? It's all the but same. But are they story. all ready to go? If yeah, you want to binge, it's Netflix. It's Netflix. Well, they don't do that necessarily with everything because the show that I'm watching, Mr. Sunshine, they they only release two episodes it, per week. They're trying different things. Oh, it, and that's on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's unusual. For yeah, that is I know unusual. they were trying different oh. things with different shows. Okay. Yeah. So, um, gonna, yeah, I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It, I've it, seen the original movie from the '60s. It's but, from the you know, '60s. Yeah. There are some very powerful characters moments in it and it is i guess the guy behind the haunting of hill house is the guy who was responsible for what people consider the other um best netflix original horror production gerald's game oh for crying out loud no, carla I, gugino was oh, in no, that one she's even in this more one scared that you're even mentioning the names yes. timothy oh. hutton is in oh. this our guy michael huisman from game of thrones in nashville Raina's manager guy that she had a crush What's on. What's the name of that show? The Hunting of Hill House? No, the one that you're just telling me about with Gerald's game. game. Yeah, I just saw Timothy Hutton in something where he's an attorney. What did, was I just watching? I watched it too. What is it? I don't even know. Okay, I've seen Gerald's Clancy. Game. Jack. Yes, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack Reacher. Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Jack Ryan, the John Krasinski. Yes. I have seen this. It's Carl Gugino. Bruce Greenwood is the guy. Yeah. And... It involves her being too tied to a bed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh it's my a, gosh. It's a Stephen okay. King. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's like a great thing. Anyway, <laughs> Forbes said the, this TV critic for Forbes said it is one of the best things he's watched on TV. And if you are looking for something scary right now, maybe you finish Castle Rock or you're not into a, uh, the American Horror Story. And Casey and I watched one episode and we we're like, OMG. I mean, I screamed out loud three times. Could I watch it alone? No, uh, no, there's no reason. No. Okay, because I watched a couple episodes of Jack Ryan. Love, yeah, isn't love, that a great show? Love, love, love. Okay, but I want to talk about. Okay, so the Connors is coming back tonight, and this is the re- this is Roseanne without Roseanne. 
And um, Neil Justin wrote a really nice review on it. The um, the writers, you know, TV critics got the first two episodes, but they had to promise not to say how Roseanne's character died. Yeah, okay. Okay, right. And so the Hollywood Reporter wrote up a really good thing, and you're just seeing really great reviews for this. And, you know, last year, it started out with... um, I mean, with just the biggest bang. I watched three episodes and then I just couldn't take it. Okay, so do you think you'd like it without Roseanne? I I feel like the thing I didn't like about it was it feels like politics is so pervasive in every aspect of our life. You know, it's family. And it was on the show. And it was on the show. And I'm like, I don't know. It just felt like it was... I don't know. It felt like too much like that. I, I was like, I don't know if I need to see that for comedic whatever. Right. But he they said, um, I mean, Neil Justin said it. it's just Is really it even, good. He said it's even better without yes. disgrace, Roseanne. Read the headline. It um, doesn't get any stronger than those words. Three and a half stars. I'm so I mean, I would want to watch it now kind of just to try it. I did. I mean, I gave it three tries. But I want to try it without Roseanne. She bugged me so bad. Yeah. Same here. And it bugged me the whole thing. I thought if I need to like see some of this, I can, you know, call my one sister or I can, you know, get into a nice argument with my dad, you know, about something. And I don't know. I just didn't like feel like I needed to. It wasn't hitting it for me. And I wasn't connected uh, to to her show, even back Either when was it was I. on Either in was the days. So, so I'll be curious if people watch it to tell us tomorrow. I'm going like, to watch it. I DVR'd it. Mm-hmm. Um, Veronica Mars, that revival is going to is happening. They got the dad back, um, and we're going to be seeing a limited series happening in Neptune Beach. Um, so I'm ready for that one. Soon, but there's there's sooner or later. I feel like there's going to be fatigue for all these remakes. The one that I love, the one I'm excited about though, is the Designing Women, where it's the second generation of yes of those ladies. But I love the Will and Grace. I, Will and Grace oh, that's is hysterical. Hysterical. That set and, the bar. And the last cool place, or what was the one with our little oh, uh, cool kids? The yeah. cool kids. Who's cool our little kids. pocket boy? Pocket Leslie, man. Jordan. Leslie Jordan. On Friday nights with um, Vicki Lawrence. That's hysterical. Yes, I know. I ordered my mom to watch that show because she hysterical. needs a funny show. It's hysterical. On a Friday night. And I mm-hmm. said, these are your people, mom. These are your fellow old people. <laughs> but it's hysterical. And she said, I'm not, in, I'm not in a retirement community. I said, not yet, no. but you could just Whoa. get a peek. <laughs> You You might have fun. You might have fun. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, uh, when we come back, uh, oh, we have got to go down under for Royal News. Sorry. We just must do it.